Hey guys, this is your boy Aiden. Thank you for listening to The Connection Room. Man, what's going on everybody? It's your boy AJ and we're back on The Connection Room with another episode for you guys. But of course I'm not alone. I can't be alone and do this by myself. I drive myself crazy and I know you guys don't want to hear me talk all day. So of course we got John back with us. Hey, straight facts. You already know. What is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, today we got something special for you guys. So, as you guys know, we are a mental health podcast. That's what we love to talk about, mental health, self, self-development, self and improvement and stuff like that. So, and deep down in our blood and roots, we are avid sports fans. And I don't know if you guys have heard, but there was a big story that happened this week where the world's number two player, Naomi Osaka, um a story dropped where she declined to do a bunch of media interactions and just press conferences and things like that and the tennis organization fined her fifteen thousand dollars for missing the press conferences and threatened to default her from the tournament basically to give her a loss in the tournament and get kicked out so she went ahead and posted out and posted on IG that she withdrew from the competition citing mental health issues and it became a big story where people were talking about mental health in sports and how they're really synonymous with each other and like a lot of people feel like if you're an athlete you shouldn't have any mental health issues and other people saying just because you're athletes doesn't mean you don't have special uh mental health issues just things like that has been a big issue so we're just going to talk about that today we're going to talk about how mental health plays a sport plays a role in sports you down with that oh yeah straight facts i definitely could think of a bunch of stuff that just has happened in the sports world where it's like um we forget that at the end of the day, these people are still human, man. We act like, you know, because they're role models and, you know, they do this and they do that and they get paid all this money that at the end of the day, we act like they're not human. Like, nah, man, they're still human at the end of the day. They still have struggles. Mm-hmm. They still have, um, you know, things that they go through. They still have things in their lives that they have to deal with. And, um, you know, when you think about this situation with Naomi, like, it's crazy, man. Like, I- I've never been a-, a person that supports the whole you must talk to media like I understand, yeah, you. Uh, I, I don't. I, I understand that they have to talk to media, right? But I think that it's uh, entirely too much. Like, yeah, sure, g- give them a, a fifteen-minute window, a twenty-minute window. But no, this thing be like, man, you got to talk to the media every single day, or <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nah, bro, like, yeah. chill. That's doing too much. Entirely too much. Yeah, it, it's crazy, and you know, it's weird because it's 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 a rarity to kind of see people mix mental health and and sports together in this in the same room you know because one of the things is when we're little you know you know we're both athletes at a very young age you're taught especially in like you know in our love of baseball to have a short-term memory that's like in every sport like something bad happens you get a bad play you get you get a bad call you got to ignore it you know what i mean just ignore the problem and that's strictly how your mind has to become as a sport that's good, you know, that, that's a good mentality to have when, when you playing and you could just forget about things like that. But on the other hand, you do that so much as an athlete and you start, you know, putting that in your head that I feel like that plays a part in it. As you become older, you kind of just try to forget about it, but not knowing that 
mental health is actually crucial. Like you need to be taking care of this. You can't just, it's not like a regular error or a, a mishap. It's something that you have to actually focus on it and take better care of. Yeah, and, and the thing with that is like, man, like um, when you look at it, like you're forcing someone to do something. I don't care how much you're paying this person. I don't care, you know, they, they're, they're bringing you just as much money as you're paying them to do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It doesn't matter what sport it is. If you see tennis, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, yeah, you know, um, they're being paid millions of dollars. But at the same time, they're making you more than what you are making off of them. And, like, at the end of the day, like, it's crazy because, like, I just think about the situation. Like, with her situation, like, you're trying to force her to go up there and talk and, um, you know, the mental health side, the anxiety side. Like, you're, you're forgetting that she's a human. She's a person. Like, she has, you know things that she has in her life like you know obviously we don't know her her exact issues we don't know exactly what she's going through we don't know you know everything in her life but still as a person you know as a female she has things that she's going through in her life that sometimes you just need a break you just want to get away and um when you're when you're a mega star like these people are like you're scrutinized for everything that you do every little step that you take you're scrutinized and you have um um the media behind you and everything that you do you can't even go to the freaking bathroom without media trying to um follow you and pursue you and, and see what's going on in your life and, and it's crazy because mm-hmm. like when i think about this situation like the first thing i thought of was like marshall lynch like i'm just here so i don't get fined i'm just here so i don't get fined. yeah i'm just here so i don't and, get fined and, and that's a crazy thing that you said it's like as an athlete you're kind of you have an obligation in a sense where you have to do these things and i don't know if that's i mean I guess I can see both sides because the media needs a job. They need to report on everything. They're trying to get your interactions and stuff like that. But to we we do have um, something you said though. We do have a kind of an idea of what she was going through in a little bit because I don't know if you saw the quote that she said on her IG. Did you or not? Uh, what was it? I did see a bunch of different things, so I'm, I can't. You know, I don't remember. All right, so I'm I, in right now. I have it right here. So basically, I'm gonna read to you guys what she wrote on her IG. But hey, everyone. This isn't a situation I'd ever imagined or intended when I when I arrived a few days ago. I think now the best thing for the tournament and the other players as well as my well-being is that I withdraw so that everyone can get back to focusing on the sport of tennis going on right now in Paris. I never wanted to be a distraction and I accept that my timing was not ideal and my message could have been clearer. More importantly, I would have never uh, trivialize mental health or use the term lightly but the sad truth is that I have suffered long spouts of depression since the U.S. Open in 2018. I have had a really hard time coping with that. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm an introvert and anyone who knows that has seen me at tournaments noticed that I'm often wearing headphones so that and, and it helps me dull my social anxiety. Though the tennis press has always been kind to me and I want to apologize, especially to all the cool journalists that, I, that who may I, I have may hurt in this situation. I am not a naturally public speaker and I have giant waves of anxiety before I speak on any media. I get real nervous and find this stressful. Always try to engage and give you the best answers that I can. So here in Paris, I was already feeling very vulnerable and very anxious. So I thought I would better exercise self-care by skipping the press conferences. I announced it primitively because I do not feel the rules are quite outdated in parts and I wanted to highlight that. 
I wrote privately to the tournament apologizing and saying that I would be happy to speak with them after the tournament because these uh, games are intense. I'm going to take some time away from the court now, but when the time is right, I want to work with the tournament to discuss in ways we can make things better for all players and the fans. Anyways, I hope you all are doing well and staying safe. Love you guys. See you when I get back. That's basically what she wrote. Give me yeah, a thought but on that. that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, the depression, the anxiety. But even with all that, you can. Someone can say they're going through depression. Someone can say they're going through anxiety. We still don't know what it is, right? Because everybody's yeah. depression is different. Everybody's anxiety oh, yeah, is yeah, different. Yeah, so you know, what I mean, we can sit here. All right, cool. Uh, she's, you know, not cool, but cool. She's going through anxiety. She's going through depression. She has those moments. The thing that stuck out to me in that the most is when you sit here and say, I've talked to the officials. I've talked to these people and told them, like, hey, I'm willing to speak to them. So you're sitting here, you're going to fine her $15,000 for not showing up when she told you she wasn't showing up. When she told you she'd be willing to speak with them after this intensive battle and things like that. And her not being there doesn't do any good for the sport of tennis. Yeah, she's the number two player. She has to be there. So, so, so as an official, as someone who runs the tennis world, I'm going to sit here and say, okay, this lady is, you know what? They don't even, and for me, that's how I see it. They don't even see her as a person. That's sad because to understand that this person is dealing with these issues and going through these things. If if a person is having depression and anxiety and, and is struggling with those things and already felt from the moment they got to Paris that they were, were, were feeling and dealing with these things. Why would you sit here and on top of that say, you know what? Screw it. You didn't show up. We're finding you 15 thousand and we're going to possibly dock you a l just because you didn't show up but see what the thing that i don't know is did they know about this ahead of time because really she got fined first and everybody was like oh she got fined why is she not doing this and then she wrote on ig well look this is basically what happened and then she said her spiel so i don't know you know if they knew anything about it but it sounded like she kind of told them in advance like yo i'm going through some things and her verbiage it sounds like she told them hey listen i'm dealing with this this and this i don't mind talking to the media afterwards but right now this is a lot yeah and and i can't handle it that's that's definitely what it sounds like and and if that's the case that's stuff that we talk about all the time this just goes to show it doesn't matter if it's a fortune 500 company if it's a company that that is in the beginning if a company most of these companies don't care about you don't care about yeah. where you stand because to them you are replaceable because how is it that you're the number two tennis player in the world and it's just like okay screw you basically what they did screw you i'm gonna slap you in the face it doesn't matter if you're here or not you're irrelevant it's basically see, the pro- what they said to her yeah but the problem is if i look at it i'm looking at it as the individual side but now we got to look at it as the business side if i know that you're made an obligation and the commitments to this event this tournament and you already going through things and I contractually obligate you to be at these meetings, to be at these media events, to be in the tournament. And you know, you know how it is. I'm gonna go, I'm paying for a ticket because I wanna see such and such person. It's and kinda like they just withdrew because you were said basically screw you. Yeah. But this is yeah. my point. This is my point. This is my point. As a business, as as a multi listen. Tennis makes bread. Tennis makes money. Mm-hmm. You're telling me, 
as the tennis organization, if I go out and say, if I go out and let everything play out the way it just did, right? Mm-hmm. I lost the number two player in the world for who knows how long because she didn't give it a specific date when I am ready. I'm taking some time yeah, off. Yeah, time off. Mm-hmm. So who knows? She may never come back. Right? Yeah. So the number two player in the world who people come to see who, let, let's, 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 let's make this a case, who is a minority. Mm-hmm. Where you're going to get the people that want to see her out there that typically or relevantly wouldn't watch this sport of tennis. Now mm-hmm. they're not showing up to watch it. You come back and say on the flip side of that and say, hey guys, listen, um, we understand that she was supposed to speak here, but she's dealing with some um, mental issues. Her mental state of mind isn't right right now, but after the tournament, she's willing to take, um, you know, take the time to have conversation with you guys and, you know, explain everything more in detail and things like that which one pays off more because now she plays in a tournament and now she not only has those people that typically wouldn't watch coming to watch but now she has a whole nother side of fans man i can't believe she's going through a mental state i would love to hear what she has to say now you're getting a whole different level of advertising a whole different level of endorsement because you can utilize that to pay for endorsement now hey cool you played the tournament maybe she goes out and kills the tournament and wins the whole thing now you have oh, that yeah. man even in the even in the midst of your mental state you still won the tournament how did that go and now you're going to get these people to want to come and sponsor her come and help you guys as a tennis organization and you just lost every opportunity that by slapping her in the face and saying screw you we're going to find you and, and do what we want but see, you looking at it at that side, and you you kind of looking at it as a business. But what if what if the person is it's a contractually obligated? It's a business. It is a business. Exactly. You are so if, if you at the end of the day, it's a business. On a dotted line and say, hey, I'm a sign. I'm showing up to the tournament, and I know I I affirm that I will be at these media things. And you don't show up. I have every right to find you. Don't you think? You're right. I I agree with you, but I'm taking it on a different route on a different level if she reached out to them in advance they could have took a whole different level to this if you sign a contract you sign a contract for your you sign a contract for your job telling them i'm going to work the hours that i'm told i'm going to work emergencies happen things happen you call out sick you call out within the right amount of time and do things around my time so if you do everything at your job the right way if they tell you you have to call out six hours ahead of time, you take eight hours ahead of time and you call out. Should they then come back with consequences because you were contractively obligated to be there at that time frame? Mm-hmm. So, but see, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like, but see, we going on if if she knew, if they already knew, but if they didn't know ahead of time you know what i mean i can't blame him for that just like just like the marshawn thing he got fined for not showing up too in the same I, way I, but I we agree. just don't know but i'm going off of her verbiage her verbiage and her wording in that sounds to me a hell of a lot like she made it known to them and, and to me that that's what i'm going off of because if she said that then i'm assuming that they knew ahead of time that she was wasn't going to be there and if she told them that 
to me that's messed up that's why i see this oh here, here you go so i see this other thing from the tour uh said that they welcome any dialogue with her um but they stand by their position as press obligations for players and then they said professional athletes have a responsibility and obligation to this sport and their fans to speak with the media surrounding uh, the competition and allowing them the opportunity to share their perspective and tour their and tell their story. So that's basically saying we know you. We're, you. This is obligated. That's what you got to do. Yeah, you're basically and it, saying and it's not. A, you. It's not, a, it's not a good look for tennis, man. Not at all. They're they're saying screw you on every level, on every facet of you being a person. Screw you. But you know I what? Care, I don't care that you have issues. I don't care that you have things going on in your life. We pay you millions of dollars and you are obligated to talk to the media. So you know what? And I would love to see this 100%. It may sound wrong. I would love to her to come and just say, screw you to the media straight up. Oh, uh, hey, I have a question for you. Sure. What's your question? Oh, um, I don't have an answer for you. Screw you. Next. And, and, and or just go out like Marshawn did. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't be fine. Literally, I would love to see everyone in that tournament at the beginning or the end of the tournament go out and say, I'm just here so I don't get fined. I'm just but here so know, I don't get fined. I'm just yeah. here so I don't get fined. She wrote uh, later on after that, um, I think it was a couple of days ago, she put, if these organizations think that they can just keep saying do press or you're going to get fined and continue to ignore mental health of athletes, they are the centerpiece of your operation. Then I just gotta laugh, is what she wrote. Uh, yeah, because she's one hundred percent right. They're basically saying, "Screw you! You have to do it." Now, it's the responsibility of the athletes to come together and say, "I'm just here so I don't get fined," mm-hmm. or come together and just sit at these press conferences and not say anything. Hey, next question. Uh, literally, literally. Hey, how you know during the tournament? Next question. No comment. Next <laughs> question. No comment. Next question. How far would they go get done? Yeah, no and then they then later on they they wrote up the the organization the tennis organization but we want to underline that the rules are in place to ensure that all players are treated exactly the same no matter their stature belief or achievement as a sport there is nothing more important than ensuring no player has an unfair advantage over another which unfortunately is the case in this situation if one player refuses to dedicate time to participate to media commitments while others have to obligate their honor and obligations. So they're saying it wouldn't be fair for Naomi to not do it because she's not feeling well, but all these other athletes got to do it. That's not... But see, here's the thing. They, it, they're, they're making it seem... So what they're saying is basically they're calling BS on what she said. Oh, we don't believe you is what they're saying. No, they're not saying that. They're saying that, that that's, 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 it would oh, be an oh, unfair advantage. It's not an... Okay, so... If they're both dealing with mental health, they both sit out the press ground. You know what? Cool. I'm telling you, as 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 a athlete, they need to stand together, come together, and say, "No comment." Next question. No comment. Yeah. Next well, question. I just think I'm just that, here so I don't get fined. Next question. Yeah, like like if she was struggling and stuff like that, and she said ahead of time, they should have talked with her and came up with with some kind of day or something. Um, I know athletes done it in the past. Like I know Tebow, there was a time where he wouldn't 
do interviews except on one specific day. You know what I mean? He used to do it, I think it was Wednesdays where he used to do all his media. So like have something like that and play for the person where it's not like, but it gotta do it for everybody. But what happened? I also I also see what they're saying too. Like, yo, I can't have you doing this because the, the interviews and media can be stressful. Um, and if you do that, then it wouldn't be fair for this other person. And now you're getting yourself into a tricky line because if you say, okay, yeah, if you're not doing that, now all these players who don't feel anything are probably not having any problems. Are just not wanting to do the interviews. They're just gonna be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going through some things. So it's kind of a thin line. Like, how are you gonna tell somebody? You know, I I, I understand that. I understand that a hundred percent. But to me, when she came out and said that she's willing to have the conferences after the tournament, where things can be a little less stressful, that says more than enough. And and. I understand the fact that you're going to have people that's going to utilize that as an excuse, but would you rather that happen than right now tennis is in a, in a very, very delicate state where a lot of their top players can step out and say, well, you know what? We're going to withdraw. We're not going to join because of this situation because it could yeah, have been handled a lot it's, better. It's funny you say that because the person who won last year in uh 2020 in the tour her name is sophia kennan she they asked her about it and she put she said this this is what you signed up for this is a sport there's expectations from outside your sponsors and everyone you just got to figure out how to manage it that's basically what the lady said who right. last year. and she and she's not wrong right because yes you have your expectations yes you have this yes you have that responsibility but you, like you said, Tebow managed it to where, but here's the thing with that whole Tebow situation. The organization cared enough to say, you know what, we're going to allow him to have this specific day, no other day to talk to media. Mm-hmm. Tennis does not care. You have that obligation. You must do the obligation and that's it. Point blank, period. Well, they have those same obligations in NFL. Like I you said, Marshawn Lynch, if you don't know, you getting fined. Right. Right, but Marshawn handled it in his own demeanor. Hey, listen, I'm just here so I don't get fined. 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 Right? But here's the thing. Everywhere around, right, it doesn't matter what it is because now if you we can go even deeper. When you go into Colin Kaepernick and him taking a knee, Colin Mm -hmm. Kaepernick has been blackballed from the NFL since that day. Yep. Since he has left, he has been blackballed. There's no way you're telling me Colin Kaepernick from now to when that happened had no opportunity there's been plenty of people that have been signed that have been that haven't been playing football for years did that in the third and and they're being signed and Colin Kaepernick should have had opportunity oh yeah but what happens when what happens when as a group you come and unite together they can't do it to everyone right so as this is where as an athlete it has to be more than just you you have to unite together as an athlete and say okay Right, and here's here's how I look at it. When you work at an organization, and you look at, um, for instance, when you look at like these teachers, when teachers walk out and go on strike because they want more money, one teacher can't do it, two teachers can't do it because they're replaceable. Mm-hmm. But when the whole building does it, it becomes effective. When the whole district does it, it becomes effective. And it's the same thing, and it doesn't matter. It's a sport. At the end of the day, it's a business. Everybody wants to mm. say, "Oh, this, that, and there." It is a business. At the end of the day, and 
and they want you to treat it they want you to they want to make as much money as they can off of you but they don't want to give you you know your 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 you know your your proper respect that is due in that in that aspect at the end of the day you are human when you look at when you look at incidents like the popcorn being thrown at westbrook the bottle being thrown at kyrie irving these these specific incidents like these people are still human these people mm-hmm. still have fights and battles that they deal with each and every day. And you know what? I give them all the respect in the world because you think your day is hard. You think your life is hard. You think what we go through each and every day, we go through battles and struggles. And, and what we go through is hard and, and, and it's not easy to deal with. Imagine being a multimillionaire that you have media following you, scrutinizing every step that you take. If I freaking drink a Pepsi without a straw, I'm scrutinized because I didn't drink it with a straw. Or I took the lid off and <laughs> drank it from the cup. If I didn't tie my sneaker the right way, I'm being scrutinized. If I went to this store instead of that store, I'm being scrutinized. And then you have millions of people looking up to you to make every decision the right decision. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. And you know, that brings me to to what I was going to say. Is It's crazy how years in the past well even in society not just in sports where it was like mental health was this thing that like people didn't really want to talk about you know it was like um we don't talk about that you're not supposed to like you say you're supposed to be a professional you got a daughter this but there's been many big name athletes that you know have took time away or have said you know that they were going through some things people like Dak Prescott Dak Prescott has some situations Kevin Love DeMar, DeMar DeRosa, Michael Phelps, Serena Williams, just to name a few. I mean, every that just shows you from no matter who you are, as high. Look, you talking about Serena Williams, like possibly one of the greatest tennis players of all time. She was going through something. Michael Phelps, man, one of the greatest Olympians of all time, said the same exact uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's crazy because it's like the... The, the idea of mental health is something that the the sports athletes they you know they shouldn't have and all that is I think is dangerous to, is, and you oh, can't well, teach that yeah well here, here's the thing on that right here's the thing on that like they want to try and per, per, uh, perpetuate that this mental illness because let's call it what it is mental illness Mm-hmm. This mental illness is exactly that, an illness, and they want to try and make it seem like because you have this mental illness that you're weak. Oh, so yep. because you have a mental state, you're mm-hmm. weak. So we pay you millions and trillions and billions of dollars, and, and um, we expect for you to do this, that, and the third, and you can't be weak. You you can't be weak, and, so, so you're not allowed to have a mental illness. And then not only that, but now if you do speak out, you putting yourself in this situation too because like let's say you an athlete and you know the organization you don't have nobody speaking out you going through some things now the minute you speak out look what happened to Kaepernick you can get blackballed but you're like yo I can't do I can't afford to do this I need this job you know what I'm saying I need this I don't want to be blackballed yada 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 you know all the things that come to your mind so you just not gonna say nothing you just gonna leave it in and that's the worst thing to do you guys we have to get rid of this idea of you know like, like you said weakness like, as an athlete, they're taught, like, oh, having that is a weakness. You better, you know, you got to get over that You on or off the field. But, you know, we have to change that idea. We just have to, man. There's no yeah, upside to, to holding it in. We got to be able to speak up. And I'm glad that this situation happened in a sense because 
it I'm, I mean I'm, I'm sorry for her situation but I'm glad in a sense because it's opening up people's eyes and how big tennis is globally is opening up people's eyes to like this whole stigma of why and now everybody's talking about oh well athletes you know what I'm saying and mental health and now everybody's kind of talking about it when people didn't mm-hmm. really talk about it in the past it was just mm-hmm. like you so, know so, something so going you're on glad, we don't talk about that so you're glad for the situation but you're sorry for her having to deal with that situation of just course I'm sorry no, that no, anybody going through that yeah. situation but I'm no, glad no, just that it, this situation has allowed for us as a society to and especially in the sports world to open it up and say you know what we are all human too we go through problems just like you guys and sometimes even more because of like what you said you think LeBron James don't have no pressure that boy can't do nothing that Yo, guy everything listen, he does got so much pressure on him I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned LeBron because if you look at LeBron James LeBron James has been in the national spotlight since he was in high school. Oh, yeah. Since he was in high school. And you never once have heard a story about LeBron cheating on his wife, about LeBron stealing or beating or or anything like that. LeBron has been nothing but a superstar in every facet of the word outside of the basketball world doesn't matter mm-hmm. whether it's dealing with kids because he's been around his son's AAU teams. He's been around all these things. And, and you never once hear about LeBron in the negative stature outside of him crying like a baby and flopping. <laughs> you never once hear about LeBron. You never once hear about LeBron in the sense of him being a bad guy as a person. And, and I respect LeBron for that because... um. It's so easy to fall apart. It's so easy to have these things affect you. And LeBron has been scrutinized since he was a child. Because this was before LeBron even turned 18. He has been scrutinized for all these things. And as a young minority, that is not easy to do. And you have never heard of LeBron being in um, the news or anything like that for anything else. And there's so many athletes that, that you do look up to that you do um in a sense people idolize and and do all these things are some of these superstars and then they go out and they beat their wives or they get into a car crash or because they were drinking and driving or they're in the you know they're in the newspaper for something negative and lebron has never once put that out there for anyone lebron has always been a superstar in that sense yeah but you know the sad part is I'm, I'm, I'm glad it kind of works hand in hand with what I was just going to say now LeBron you don't hear anything right they don't say nothing but when the minute LeBron talks about anything politically or anything there was a big debate where they told him what what was the big quote that they said they said yo shut up and just play basketball like shut up you can't yeah you can't be doing that though if I have a platform I'm going to use my platform that's why I said hate on Tebow all the people that hate on Tebow say whatever you want but the man used his platform to get the message out there and that's exactly why he what he needed to do and at the same time recently 
when Kyrie was taking all these personal days off, he was going through some things. And he said he was going through some things. And what happened with the media? They was all saying, oh, you need to stop being a baby. You need to come back. You need to do that. See, you making it seem like it's weak again. And they didn't yeah. even think in their mind, like, oh, we really don't know what he's going through. I, I agree with you 100%. And it's sad to say that this world that we live in today has a lot of flaws. And I'm going to say something that is, might come off as, as messed up, especially coming from my mouth, being a Christian and being someone that's supposed to love everyone and, and, and things like that. But this just shows how the world that we stand in today, racism still occurs. Racism is still a thing because it is ridiculously crazy how you get guys of Tim Tebow stature to be able to speak freely and speak his mind and no one says anything to him don't shut your mouth and play don't do this don't do that use your platform for your good but when you get guys like Kyrie and LeBron and Kaepernick to stand up and do it because they are minorities it is not okay it is not okay Mm -hmm. for them to stand up for what they believe in and that's wrong Because I think it's, it's a little. I think it's, I think it's a little deeper than that too. I, I think that I don't think that it was the people were saying that it was the businesses, the owners. I don't think they were saying that it's wrong for him to stand up. I think it's more of I don't want the circus that evolves you in doing and and standing up for your message. You know yeah, what I mean? But how come, I, I I understand it a hundred percent, but my it goes back to. I'm not talking about the businesses, just in general, because it's not the owners that are causing the rackets. Yes, the media is there to cause a rackets, but how come when Tebow does it, or Brady does it, or these big time guys do it that are Caucasian, it never is an issue. But when you get LeBron stature guys, Kyrie stature guys, and all these other guys that are minorities, it becomes an issue, and it becomes a global thing, and a national thing, because everyone on the news wants to do it. When Michael Phelps was was doing his stuff and he was talking to people, was coming at Michael Phelps. They was like, "Bro, you got to get off the weed. You smoking way too much weed. That's probably what's going on with you." Yada yada yada. That's what yes, they were saying about but, him. But no one told him to shut up and just swim. It was that's true. That, that's true. that became the stigmatism to the marijuana. The marijuana is causing him to do this. How come it couldn't just be shut up and swim, Michael, or shut up and play football, Tebow, or shut up and play baseball, Tebow? But you know what? I kind of think I got the answer to that. I think that the world we live in now with the power of social media is so different than it was when Tebow was around. When Tebow was around, it was like the beginning of kind of like social media. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like as... I I beg to differ because when Tebow was coming around, Tebow was someone who has a high following on Twitter, on Instagram, on all these platforms where he would go live and no one would say something but to be scrutinized for all these things they you know it, it's it's just a crazy it to me it's just i can't fathom I mean, I, I, how I, I, all I these could, things I occur what you're saying. I, I could definitely because see what you're saying when you look at these things it, it it they always play out the same way they always play out the same way and at one point at what point as a nation do we say it's time for a change we continue to look to be the change but we can never make a change and as a nation we have to stand and say you know what mental illness is not a weakness 
it can mm-hmm. happen to anyone. It can be anyone that is going through that mental collapse or through that mental state or through depression. Anyone can get depressed. And it, it, look at it. it. It's not just... You look at some of the people that we have lost. Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Depression. Right? And here's the yep. thing. And it just, man, it just continues to fan in me because when you look at... And I'm, I'm going to go even a little bit deeper. When you look at Chadwick Boseman, right? The Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he was going through his time, his rough time of battling cancer, what was being said about him? Oh, look at him. He lost weight. He must be on drugs. He must be doing that. He was yeah. one of the very, very few people that was and he didn't and he didn't say nothing about and it either. No, nobody and no knew. one knew no one knew he's one of the very very few individuals that was able to keep his personal life personal mm-hmm. but the media and the fans and everyone else was quick to bash him oh he's gotten skinny he's doing this he must be doing drugs he must be doing that he must be doing this and, and, and as a nation we have to change man we have to get better we have to get better because we want to look up to these individuals, but we want to forget and act like they're superhuman. We want to act like they're, they're they don't go through, you know, they don't do mistakes. They don't. There's no one perfect in this world. There's never going to be anyone that's perfect in this world. There's never going to be anyone that can be without a blemish. And, and to expect that that that's going to be realistic, you know, that that's that's you're putting people in in a spot that. It's very hard. It's to dangerous. Like I said, it's just it's dangerous. It's a dangerous man. spot because that is one of the things. Could you imagine being a a uh I hate to use the word, but an idol. Mm-hmm. You become someone idol. They idolize a everything. role model. Well, we're going beyond model. that. Because because people go beyond role models. People start idolizing people. So you become to a point where you're being idolized and you're being a role model, right? Like you said, you're being a role model to someone and mm-hmm. and they're, they, 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 they're your biggest fan. They will support you in everything you do. And it has been proven time and time again. When you are someone's role model and when you are a superstar like these people are, when you are doing the right thing and you're going about it the right way, fans will gravitate to whatever it is you do. You could drop an all-black clothing line and bleach it with one dot. And that'll be a new trend and it'll blow up because you did it. Yeah. And um, and, fans, and fans will follow that to the T. But then you make a mistake and now they're the first ones to 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 drag you in the dirt to rip your name apart. I could I did I would be depressed too. I would get into a mental <laughs> state where where dang you know you guys idolized everything I did, you guys loved me, and now Pressure, my name bro. is dragged in the dirt. My dad my name is is, is driven through the roof off the wall and, because I did one thing wrong because I didn't order pickles on my burger because I didn't get lettuce on that John and you know the crazy part is what doesn't help it is the fact that social media doesn't help bro social media Not doesn't at help all. at all because at you all. got social media the news uh, how many views you get you know accolades the criticism I mean you get so many things that like you said the minute I do something it's everywhere. It's on the news, social media. I get as you know the most views as possible. I'm starting to trend. I mean, all types of things like that, and that can affect you too. You know how they say, like a lot of people say, content creators, you hear all the good, but the one person that say something bad that sticks with you. 
It's the one oh, thing yeah. that's bad. So if you got millions and millions of people starting bad, you start thinking like, yo, am I really that bad? You know what I'm saying? I start being aware of these things and I start made thinking that maybe it is, maybe it is me. That's why a lot of these players, they, they kind of turn off their social media, man. They don't really, they don't really mess with it. If they do, they have a person that does it for them. Yeah, because it's it's you're in the spotlight all the time. You're in the spotlight and for everything that you do. And, you're I, and I'm gonna say this for every word that you make. Yeah, and I'm gonna say this. Um, they asked this uh, sports sports Kita website. They asked this woman Indians woman hockey team. They was asking some of the players, you know, uh, about the situation, and they basically said that they understand because they said in their in their league they attend two to three sessions a week where they do all types of exercising and teach them how to deal with like anxiety and having a pot of positive energy around you and and doing things like that and i think that's amazing you know you we have to do that we can't just ignore it which is something we've I, been doing i agree and, and that's the issue when you look at all these superstars and all these people that go through these things it, like you said it's and it's an ignorant thing where we ignore them and we don't want to play in mind because it's an illness and illnesses reflect weaknesses and, oh, yeah. and when you're in the stature of where they are you can't be weak and we talk you about ignorance hey, we want to talk about ignorance look it says following the lack of engagement by naomi the australian open ronald garros i guess he's the 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 director or whatever he said that he wrote her and met and called her to check on her well-being and he offered her support but also reiterated her obligations and the consequences for not meeting them and that how all the rules should be applied to everybody and then they said how the mental health is very important to all the, uh, to all, all the players in their tournament I'm like you literally contradicting what you just told the girl so, so, so here you go understand so, here, it. <laughs> so, so here you go so here you go you're at your job like we were talking about earlier right you have your contract that you will be at work you will attend work Monday through Friday from yacht time to yacht time you get sick it states in your contract that you must call out six hours in advance to give them a heads up you call out eight hours in advance and the company comes back and says hey i understand you're sick you're vomiting your guts out your head feels like it's going to explode but let me remind you you signed this contract that you got to be here from yet time to yet time. Whatever hey, you need. Let's not, whatever let's not whatever that doesn't need. exist. Wait, 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 wait. Whatever you need. We stand by you. We want you to feel better. But we need you here. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on. And it happens at a lot of places. We're right. It happens at a lot of places because as a business, these places don't care for you. They don't care for oh, your yeah. well-being. You are just another number to them. And speaking and speaking of numbers, I'm gonna transition into some numbers. Check out some of these numbers. And you, you let's talk about think about guys. How many athletes are there in a sport? Just like just think about it. Even on a team. And I'm so, gonna read off so, some stats. So, while you do that, let's look at the numbers in baseball. Baseball is a 32 man roster. Mm-hmm. Right, a 32 man roster, and there are. How many teams? 32. 30. Right? 30, 32. Yeah. 32. And you multiply it by 30. We are talking about 960 
individuals at just the major league level. We're not talking about minor yeah. leagues. We're not talking about anything like that. So an organization, you're talking about players. That's just players. So let's talk about coaching staff and things like that. You're looking yeah, at about a thousand a lot. people. A yeah. thousand people. Let's call it a minimum of a thousand people. Now you go ahead and throw out your stat. Now look at this stat. One in five. And this is from 20, 2021. So this is updated. This that this survey and everything and statistics are from May 27th, 2021. So literally last year. I mean last month. One in five Americans suffer from mental illness. One in five. And we talking about thousands. Man, how many is that? A lot. They don't even talk about it. You I see what I'm saying? Numbers right now. Out of a thousand people, you divided by five, that goes down to two hundred. Yeah, so two hundred out of a thousand people are suffering from something. That's crazy. And it says anxiety disorder is the highest reported mental illness with 42 and a half million just from anxiety alone. Ain't that crazy? That's ridiculous. Now, now, here's something for you. If you are Naomi in this situation, Mm -hmm. what's your step? What's your next step? What do you do? Well, you know, um... Well, first off, I would take care of my well-being. And, you know, we want to wish her all the best in in her recovery. Because there's really... It's hard when it comes to depression and anxiety because everybody treats it differently. And I know the sport of tennis makes her happy. And the social anxiety and obligations and everything like that makes it difficult for her. So she just needs to take time. She says she was suffering from it from 2018. So you look at that from now, we talking about three years of just building up anxiety and depression and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I would just take some time away, maybe a year, you know, if I can afford it, you know, because we also got to look at that if, if she can handle that. But I'm pretty sure that a lot of people that her sponsors and Nike and stuff like that, they're not going to let her, um, you know, they're not going to let her go broke or anything like that. They're going to take care of her just like they did Kaepernick. Um, mm-hmm. But just take some time off, try to recover. And then, like she said, when she's ready, she's going to go back out there. But there's no, you can't, I mean, everybody deals it differently, man. Like for me, right. I need to be, I need to be alone. I need to be, you know, doing, doing specific things that I like to do. Just like to be happy, just things like that. That makes me feel better. Right. You so know what I'm is, saying? So, so that, that goes on to my question. Like, how does she go about this? Because you're obviously in an organization that doesn't care they they don't care they don't want to see you mentally weak they don't want to hear that they don't want to hear that you can't mentally you know that you need a mental break so you know obviously tennis for her is her life it's what she does and obviously as being a tennis person she must enjoy it and must love it but at what point is it just like at what point does it become too much for her to, to just be like, man, I, I can't do it anymore, you know? And, and that's the sad part because it, 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 there, there may come a point where she's just like, man, as much as I love this, as much as I enjoy it, as much as I want to do this, I it's too stressful to go step out on mm-hmm. the court. It's too stressful to compete in these tournaments. It, you know, my anxiety and things like that, it's too much. So at what point does she just say, like... I, I can't I can't you know what I mean like it, it's too much I mean at like what point did she athletes, say like 
she just needs to take some time off like 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 everybody's telling her to do you know just take some time and she's like like she said herself uh but the timeline is that's like asking somebody you know um this person passed away how long are you gonna take till you move on like there's no time it's just when i feel like i'm ready you know what i mean so it's kind of hard to say it just she got to do whatever she has to to make her happy and get back to to loving the game you know what i'm saying and, and doing it because she loves it not just doing it because i'm contractually obligated to do it you get what i'm saying because they there's a lot of tournaments every single year so if she just says you know what i'm gonna take a year off let me work on myself let me talk to some counselors let me let me get my my support system around me which is the key you gotta have that support system around you let me tighten up my support system let me let me um tighten down these hatches and just focus on me the game i can do all that later but let me focus on me first and that's most important and all her people around her her parents and all her support system need to be telling her the same thing focus on yourself let's get you right and then all that will come in the end and then like she said and then when the tennis realizes, you know, dang, we, we miss her or whatever, you talk to them, maybe they'll have some rule changes by then. Um, we can open up eyes to, you know, the tournaments and maybe some rules might be implemented, some new rules. Right. Now, um, is there a possibility? Obviously, the answer is, is, is always going to be yes, because there's always a possibility. But what are the possibilities of her just coming back and saying no comment? I'm just here so I don't get fined. Next. Just stepping um, away and you know what? I'm not I'm, going to answer these questions. I'm going to compete and I, I, you know, contractually, I have to be here. It's an obligation, but you know what? Next. No comment. Um, I don't think that's a high possibility. I mean, it's a possibility, but I don't think that it is a big possibility because if I look at um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, if I look at the, the game of tennis and I'm doing this, does that necessarily make me happy that I can't talk to media, that I can't do this thing? No, because now I'm the image, like what we said, the role model and everything else. Now I'm definitely being looked at completely different if I do that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and as you as a young minority and people look up to you, you don't want to give that perception of just let me keep going and not say nothing, even though I'm hurting. Because then we going back to step one again, not acknowledging the weakness. We need to accept that it's weak, that, that, that it's a weakness. I mean, we need to accept that um, it's not a weakness and it's something that people have to just just work on and continue to work on it. And, and until you feel better then you can't do anything. Well, agreed. Agreed. I, I understand that for sure and definitely agree with you. But I think that, you know, it would be amazing to see, um, maybe not her, but maybe see a Serena Williams, a, a Venus Williams, you know, some of these, some of these big names that, that understand what she's going through come out and just in a press conference or you know what I'm not answering this question I'm, I'll, I'll or pass. yeah no comment. Or, or maybe she could do something like if I can't do it socially with the people there maybe I could do it via video you know what I mean something like that where they have to work with her together where I'm still fulfilling my obligation but making it more comfortable for me you get what I'm saying 
Yeah, but then that means you would be dealing with the organization that cares, and they have have already shown that they don't care. I mean, but people change, man. Like I said, it's hard to change people in their in, in their ways, and. I mean, we don't know. Only time will tell if we continue to change in sports because we already know what happens in football. It happens in all sports. And until we change, like we said, until we change that mindset and accept that mental health is real and it's a problem that needs to be addressed, then it's going to stay in sports. I mean, and, and before we get out of here, man, just give everybody your final thoughts on, you know, I guess her situation and just your overall final thoughts, man. I just I think her situation is just um, it baffles me how we are in this generation in this day and age and we still deal with these um, stigmatisms that mental uh, mental you know mental health is weak and and mental illness makes you weak and, and being a, a person because at the end of the day all these things correlate to you being human so because you're a human you're weak and you know, because you're a human and you go through human things, um, you, you have to be different. You have to make a change. And they want you to make a change in so many ways, but you can't step out and um, seek your own health. You can't step out and be different to your own health. Everything that you do has to be um, correct for them. It can't be a, a, a thing where um, it's being a destruction to your health. You know, all these things are unacceptable. And to me, I think that, you know, in this day and age, it is it is ridiculous. And, um, you know, as you have said many a times and we have talked about um, your mental state is one of the most important things that you can you can be dealing with and be doing. Um, and mm-hmm. if, you're not, if you're not happy with where you're at or you're not um, mentally stable with what you're doing, make that change. Um, you know, um, it may not be something that is. Uh, a current benefit making that change may not be something that is going to um, help you financially or, or in different areas of your life right then and there but you have to look at the long-term goals um, is your mental health and your mental state more important than your financial stability more important than having you know the people you have in your life right now or, or the friendships that you have or the relationships that you have like at the end of the day your mental state is your number one priority and you have to do whatever you have to do to make sure that mentally and physically you are a hundred percent capable of whatever you want to do, and mm-hmm. and that's where I that's that's where I see it at. Yeah, that's true, man. You said a lot of good things, and you know one of the good things I'm I'm starting to see is like you know Nike, her sponsor, they decided to stay by her, you know, they stay by her side and give her support and tell her to take all the time she needs. And there's actually an app called Calm. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but there's an app that literally it's about, you know, trying to, you know, um, get your 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 breathing in and, and trying to stay relaxed and everything. They offer to pay any fine for an, any tennis player that wants to skip any media that they will pay it themselves. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people are starting now to see the mental health in a different aspect because of this girl because of this young lady you know she's the one of the the, 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 like i said is the second best player in the world and for this situation to happen i just i'm i'm glad it's brought a light to the stigmatism and how we've been so wrong for years and for decades and how we need to evolve as individuals and as far as her 
like I said, we just want to wish her and any other athlete that's going through something, you know, just take your time, take your time off, get away, focus on yourself and your own mental sanity. Focus on you, get your support group around you, because at the end of the day, you matter more than anything else. You matter. And, and and real quick, as AJ's finishing up, and we're finishing up here, I just want to say one thing. Um, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to go have these conversations with the people. You know, like he said, make sure you have your circle tight. Make sure you have, but make sure you have people that you can talk to that really care for you and that are going to listen to you and allow you to speak your mind because um, that's all that matters. And there are people that's going to be willing to listen to you. There are people that's going to be willing to help you. And if you don't have anyone that you can ever reach out to, the connection room is here. We will always be here to be able to have um, conversation with and and be able to be heard. Your voice here is important to us. Um, That's why we started this podcast. That's why we do this podcast, because we want not just us to be heard, but we want our guests to be heard. And we want everyone around and anyone that interacts or has a, a corporation with us to be heard. So don't be afraid right. to speak. That's right, guys. And um, as far as speaking out, guys, you guys can just leave us a message on any one of our social medias. You can don't be afraid to comment, like, share, subscribe. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, all social media platforms, guys. And we greatly appreciate you guys for listening. As always, until next time.